welcome to the Settle for More podcast. I am officially starting the drunk cast, and I'm using my AirPods to speak to you right now. I don't know the quality. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but I think it'll be audible. What's uh? It'll be intelligible, right? That's like when you can understand me. So that's good enough, I suppose. So it is Christmas Eve. I am getting drunk by myself in Salt Lake City, a thousand miles away from my family. And uh, it's not bad. It's it's not bad. So when I like to get drunk by myself, the thing I do is I will... So lately... I think I said this in the last podcast or one of them. Uh, I, I basically stopped drinking beer and I switched to seltzers because, well, first of all, it has more alcohol than your typical Bud Light. I, I'm sure there's some beer stronger than 5%, but uh, it's generally stronger than like a lot of the mainstream beers. I could be wrong about that, but whatever. So I'll get my alcohol. And uh, I like to play Crash Kart Racing on my PlayStation 4 because I, for some reason, I like playing racing games when I drink. If I'm trying to get drunk, then I play racing games because uh, you don't really have to pay attention to racing games. You can kind of just drive and have fun. But the rule is between each race, I have to take like a third of a drink and then proceed and uh it's working good for me i'm i'm on the first seltzer i i didn't realize it was i started a podcast so i generally like to listen to a podcast whenever i'm doing this so joe joe rogan's an easy one to listen to because you don't you know he's (laughs) he's dumb so you can kind of just enjoy the conversation he's having with whoever and they just talk shit. I, I like when he has comedians on. I like to listen to comedians whenever I'm getting drunk. But if, uh, if I'm driving or something or if I'm studying or something like that, I'll listen to someone a little more intellectual or a podcast a little more thought out, like Hidden Brain. That's a great one. It's a great one for psychology if you're really into that. Uh Where's I going with this? But yeah, I started Joe Rogan's podcast just a little second ago, and uh, I forgot that I was supposed to do a drunk cast. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the thing, and it looks like it can hear me. The my recorder app, voice memos is what I'm doing, and uh, I think talking to you right now is helping me be a better driver. I'm sorry if you can hear my PlayStation controller going all over the place, but, oh, son of a bitch, I thought I was doing well, I did shit, I got seventh place, okay, now I gotta take a drink, oh god, so, I should have got White Claws, but I decided to switch it up and get this new one called Wild Basin, it sounded cool, it's got mountains on the cans. I thought it would be more up my alley, but this tastes like shit. 
the I'm currently drinking it's called black raspberry and it smells exactly like a Flintstones vitamin. Not the gummy one, but the that powdery rock Flintstones gummy. No, not the gummy. The powdery one. It tastes like that and it's absolutely terrible. But it's in terms of getting me drunk, it's quite effective. So did I just say everything I was gonna say for this drunk cast? I was hoping to be a little drunker. I I thought it might be a little easier to chat. Oh, white claws aren't terrible. This one is probably the worst. <clears throat> oh God, sorry. In terms of seltzers, I've only tried White Claw, uh, Great Basin now. Is that what it's called? Wild Basin and uh, Vizzy's. Vizzy's are okay, especially now. Now that I've had a Wild Basin, but. White Claws are probably the best. They really got it going on. I mainly switched to seltzers because, you know, it's only got two grams of carbs. Whereas beer, I couldn't even tell you. They don't really emphasize on how much carbs they have because they know it's a shitload. But I know Bud Light and Coors Light started making their own seltzers, which I've been meaning to try, but so far... Salt Lake, I can't find it anywhere in Salt Lake. I don't know why. Maybe it's just that particular place I shot that. But, yeah. Ooh. I do miss getting drunk with friends. It's too, I don't think it's completely pathetic to get drunk by yourself. Because you can have a lot of fun. As long as you go in it with the right mindset. Oh, God dang it. Sorry, it's it's a little hard to pay attention to uh, recording while I'm trying to get first, even though I'm in last. But last time I got drunk with friends was in Texas. And that was with... Uh, we were a little irresponsible at the time because COVID was going on. Uh, none of us got it. But it's still irresponsible, nonetheless, to, it was like six or seven of us. Eh, I guess it's fine. What's the rule? Like, no more than ten or something like that? I don't know. We were fine. It was all good. I miss smoking weed because I lived in Oregon once. (laughs) And I definitely don't do it here, that's for sure. Don't know, don't get any ideas, people. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, uh, man, what can I talk about? Because I already did two podcasts today that are scheduled to go out later. So this this podcast probably won't come out for, what, three days now? But it's Christmas Eve and I'm getting drunk by myself. And it's fine. I'm, I'm doing just fine. But I'm having a hard time thinking of what to talk about because, man, it's going to be tough to do 30 days. I guess this would be day four. Oh, Lord. 
Oh, oh God. I just got last. And this seltzer sucks. But, uh, man, that's the one downside about doing three podcasts in a night because now I'm just oblivious as to what to talk about. I mean, let's see. I got some subjects to to dwell, to dive into, but I kind of want to save them later in the month, later in this challenge because I am a bit burned out right now. Uh, to talk a whole lot. That's sort of a disservice I'm doing to my loyal fans. All all five of you. Uh, let's see here. No AI. What? What is this? Oh, sorry. Uh, give me a quick second. I apologize. Let me get drunker. And uh, I'll let you know. God damn it, dude. I'm sorry. I'm all right. I'm gonna get another seltzer. I'm gonna drink another one for my fans. You've earned it. You've earned this podcast. If you made it this far, by golly, you've earned it. Did you hear that? Hear that beautiful pour. I like to pour it into a cup. Because I, it's easier to measure what I drink for some reason. It, it's just easier to drink it too. For like, if I drink right out of the can, I don't drink that much when I'm trying to get a third of it or half of it. I end up doing like two eighths or I don't know. You know what I mean? Give me a second. Okay. Yeah. So far, I've already done 10 minutes. It's crazy. I've done 10 minutes and I've talked about nothing. So, okay, here's something we can talk about. The way I read books, my my method of learning and researching is is growing. It's very good. And I'm trying to get better at articulating ideas and understanding the books I read a little more better. And that's kind of what the podcast is for, too, because it's a good exercise to learn how to express your thoughts a little more carefully, but also articulately. And another thing I do, whenever I finish reading a book, I will... So I highlight the passages in the book. I'll highlight my favorite passages, and so I just finished The Laws of Human Nature, which was 600 pages, and I think it's I highlighted at least 60 passages, probably more. There's a, so there were some passages I put tabs on and some I didn't, but I still highlighted, so I'm going to have to go, it's probably going to end up being over 100 passages or something, but, so what I'll do is, I'll sit down, I will, <sighs> sorry, I'm, it's hard to talk when I'm racing, but uh, I'll take the passages, I will write them down on some note cards, so I'll write it verbatim on note cards, I won't paraphrase or anything, I will just write exactly what it says on the passage, and once I'm done with that, 
once I'm finished uh, taking all the notes from the book, I will then transfer the notes onto my computer, and then I will paraphrase each passage 10 different times. So, for example, if there's a passage that says, uh, the cow in the barn is very fat, I will try to paraphrase that and say, uh, this mammal in the shed is overweight. That's okay, that's a terrible example, but you know what I mean. I will reword it 10 different times. And uh, after that, after I'm done paraphrasing, I will then challenge myself to, uh, first I'll pick my favorite one. I'll pick the favorite one I reworded. And then I will do like, I will cut it in half. So if if uh, my paraphrasing is 100 words long, I will then try to make it 50 words long. And then after that, I'll try to make it 200 words long and then make an essay out of it. And uh, it's kind of time consuming, but at the end of it, you understand what you're reading a whole lot better. And that's the goal. You just want to have a better understanding of the books you read. And if you can't articulate an idea 10 different ways, then you don't understand it. Is That's what Naval says. And I, I go with what he, I really agree with that because memorizing isn't enough. You can't just memorize a piece from a book. You have to actually explain it. Like try to explain it to a six-year-old. If you can't do that, then you need to learn it a little better. Ooh, goodness gracious. But, yeah. That's how I do it. Oh, Lord. I don't even... Did I get first? Yeah, I did. Oh, God. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Black raspberry sucks. There's four different flavors in here, but... I, uh... The top one is black raspberry, so I have to get past it, and hopefully it gets better after that. <laughs> oh, Lord. I wish I had more to talk about, guys. I I am really drawing a blank because I just had to do two podcasts earlier today that will come out soon. If I'm having trouble now, imagine on day 15 or day 26, I can't have something to say every day, you know, so when you do 30 podcasts in a row, you're going to have some hits and you're going to have some misses. That's just kind of how that works, right? Whenever you focus more on quantity over quality, you're just, you're bound to have some shitty podcasts, right? It's just... Let's just be honest, right? If you're someone like Dan Carlin, who will go fucking two years until he releases a new episode, and it's great, or you can be someone who releases one every day, and 
really just not get much out of it. Y'all, everyone should listen to Dan Carlin's podcasts. He has two of them. One of them focuses all on history. It's called Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. His other one, which is the one I like, is Common Sense with Dan Carlin. And uh, that one, he he releases a freaking episode. Like he, I think he went over a year without releasing one. And he released two of them within the last couple months. But, yeah. His thing is, you know, if he doesn't like what he's saying, he'll just scrape it. Scrap it. And uh, he'll just won't publish it. And I respect that. I've, I've done that plenty of times. For for and he's he has to entertain hundreds of thousands of people, if not over a million. I I just have to worry about a, a few of you, <laughs> and I don't even care what y'all think. So, I I am releasing more though. Like, I I'm I'm having less second drafts of a podcast. Used to I would record and I'd be like, ah, that one sucks. So. I'll wait again. But also, since I have the pressure of doing 30 podcasts in a row every day, there's 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 less pressure to to go do it again, to redo it. I just like ah, we're just let's publish this. I'm just not gonna listen to it. So if I can't hear myself talk, I know as I'm talking, it's very shitty. <laughs> In my head, you know, everyone's their own worst critic. So, as I'm speaking, I'm like, in my head, like right now, it's it's still going on. Like, ah, oh, this isn't good. This isn't that great. So, all I have to do is just not listen to it whenever I'm done. Like, once I publish it, it's out there. I'm never going to listen to it. You can listen to it. But if I listen to my own shit then I will never publish any shit again. That's just, that's what everyone says about everything, you know? Like, Johnny Depp doesn't watch his own movies. Uh, I don't know. Joe Rogan, he'll listen to his podcast if he has an interesting guest. He'll go back and re-listen to it, stuff like that. But in general, a lot of people don't watch, don't consume their own content. And I, I, I get it. I get it. We're all insecure, especially like towards ourselves. You know, who, who's that? I, one guy. Uh, he was uh, in Star Wars. Adam Driver. Uh, that dude apparently is super insecure. Whenever they were screening Black Klansmen, reportedly he had to leave the theater and wait. Until, because he was being rewarded or something, and they were all like, it was opening night or something, and uh, he didn't watch the movie. He didn't watch the premiere of the movie, and he just waited till the end, and well, everyone got out, and yeah, so that's something a lot of us have in common, is we're pretty damn insecure, even really confident people, or seemingly confident people. A lot of people are really good at putting on a face, putting on a mask, but under that mask, we're we're all pretty similar. So don't ever feel too bad when you see somebody and they're just 
exuding all of this confidence and grandiosity. Because more likely than not, they got some demons. They got some shit they don't want to think about. Like, just like all of us. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're just human. And uh, it's comforting. It's comforting to know that other people are insecure. Or more insecure. It's a, it's a spectrum, I'm sure. And I bet there's some people who are absolutely 100% confident. I don't know any of them, but I bet they're out there. But for people who are like me, are always overthinking things, uh, that's one reason to not overthink it because people are just as shy as you are. They just may be better at hiding it, you know. I'm a little transparent when it comes to uh, not showing my shyness because I'm very shy. But I'm I'm a bad liar. I can't pretend to be something I'm not. Uh, maybe not. I've dated girls who have said, like, oh, I was so nervous. You seemed so chill. I It was weird. And I was like, what? Really? I was dying inside. Man, I, I guess maybe I occasionally can hide it. But I I never know. I, I, ha- I always have to ask, like, it has to come from somebody else for me to know if I was hiding it well, because I always feel like I'm blowing it as it's happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I've been described as being very phlegmatic. Uh, for those who don't know what phlegmatic means, it means basically unemotional unresponsive, kind of stoic, I suppose. I, I, I'd say that's pretty accurate for me. Uh, I, I, I'm described as a bunch of different things depending on who you ask. I'm either quiet, I'm either shy, I'm either phlegmatic, or chill. I like that one. I prefer that one. I'm chill. But, you know, they all kind of bundle into one type of personality. Like, you know what they're going for, which is an introverted person who keeps to himself. And I'd say that's pretty accurate. This seltzer sucks so bad. Wild Basin, how dare you. I got to drink it, though. I paid for it. Ugh. I'm also kind of full though, so it makes drinking a little tough. <sighs> I love getting drunk on an empty stomach. Probably a little dangerous. But I live for danger, boy. There's a, there's a situation that happened a long time ago. I still, I don't get PTSD from it, but it, it stresses me out a little bit when I think about it. And uh, I was with a friend. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, so I won't say his name. But we were hanging out. uh, Kind of. We're hanging out in this country road. And we were chilling outside of a gate. And we would would chill here a, a lot of times to just hang out. And sometimes possibly indulge in some herbal substances 
which may or may not be the prime reason why we go there. But yeah, we would hang out in a certain place and just talk, bullshit, watch the stars, maybe do some other things like American. But uh, this was probably, I don't know, we've probably been here like 10 times already at this place. And people would always drive by sometimes, but no one would really bother us. But then one night, late at night, it was maybe 8 to 9 o'clock at night. We were chilling like usual, and this, this truck just pulls up right behind us, this big old truck. And he just starts talking like, anyone in there? And we're like, oh, shit. What the fuck? His brights are like flashing, and we can barely see. But he, this dude points a gun at us, a pistol, I think. And he's just telling us, like, what the fuck you doing here? And we just tell him, we're chilling, dude. We're, like, you've, we've seen this truck, like, you've, you've seen us here before. I don't doubt it. Uh, we're just hanging out. We're not on anyone's property. We're just pulled over on the side of this road. So just, why? <laughs> and he's pointing a gun at us. And we're just, you know, we, we were possibly doing something we shouldn't have been doing, which, but he, he couldn't prove that. Like he, he never got that far as to why we were there. We never told him that maybe we had some substances with us, whatever. But technically what we were doing wasn't illegal. It was a public road. We were just parked on the side. I don't know, maybe a cop could have gave us a ticket for parking there. I don't know. But this dude was doing some vigilante shit. And he was pointing a gun at us. He saw we were kids. This was probably five years ago, but yeah, he's like, well, just get out of here. Don't come, don't fucking come back. And we're kind of shitting our pants because I don't know if this guy was going to shoot us or not. He, well, here's the thing. A lot of people, like when I was on Facebook, a lot of people would spout off about like, oh, someone breaks a mile, you bet they're going to feel a barrel in the back of their head as it blows their fucking brains out. Like, people are so cocky when it comes to what they would do when faced with danger. Like, how are they going to express, how are they going to practice their right to bear arms? Like, no, everyone underestimates how chicken shit they really are. Like, they say all these things while never actually having been in a situation to really, like, say such a thing. Like, this dude, you could tell in his voice, he was nervous. Like, he was probably telling himself, you know, I'm gonna, you know what, I see this fucking, I see this car here every goddamn night. I'm gonna say something, I'm gonna put my mind. And this dude was probably preparing. So that's, you know, you already know off the bat, that's bad. When you prepare for a confrontation, like, it's so much better to make it more natural. But if you prepare for a confrontation, it does not go as planned. You know, you have all this these words to say, and it just fumbles out. Like, oh, shit, this is not going the way I planned. This is not how I rehearsed it in my head a thousand times. And you could tell this dude was nervous because... He was, like, telling us, like, show me your hands. Like, what the, okay, we're, we're showing it. 
And he's like, get out of the car. But so he's telling us to show us our hands and also to get out of the car. So as we reach for the doorknob to open the door to get out of the fucking car, he's like, show me your goddamn hands. Like, no, you, we can't. We got to get out of the car. OK. And so, you know, he's nervous. And that's when I was starting to freak out, knowing that this guy was nervous. Because that's when people make mistakes. Whenever they're fumbling their words and they're they're contradicting things they say because he wants me to show my hands, but I also got to use my hands to get out of the, the car. So that's when I was getting nervous, whenever he was getting nervous. I We never saw his face because his brights, you know, this fucking redneck dude had like lights on his, like above his truck, in front of his truck, behind his truck. You know how they fucking, those co rollers have. They just have lights everywhere for no goddamn reason. Uh, so I, I couldn't see who he was. I don't know if he knew who I was. You know, this was in my hometown. And a lot of people seem to know me in my hometown. Maybe not so much anymore as all the new kids and new parents have arrived, but. Uh, yeah, he was pointing his gun at some kids who may or may not have been doing substances, but that's none of his concern. He's just a twat. But where's I going with this? Yeah, he was just so nervous. And that's when shit gets dangerous. When the person with the weapon, you you can tell... He is not fully under his own control. That's what, that's what annoys me about gun owners. Whenever they start spouting off about how they would do something if they were in a situation where they had to use their gun. Like, you do not know that. Most of you have never been in conflict where you needed a gun. So for you to say you're going to behave a certain way, Whenever you have a gun, you're so full of yourself. A lot of you. Maybe some of you have that conviction, but most of us cannot handle that kind of pressure. You know, uh, freaking soldiers in Vietnam, most soldiers, I think this is the case for most wars. Most soldiers never actually shoot at anybody. A lot of them will freak out and shoot upward where they're not shooting at anybody, but they're just shooting at, at nothing because they just can't handle this high stress situation. And to, <laughs> I always thought it was weird. The, the thought of giving teachers guns, like, are you fucking with me? You're going to let Steve try to handle a conflict where the, an angry white kid starts shooting up the place. You think Bob is going to handle the situation perfectly? Well, well, John, the the thing is, is you want to limit the, this is, it's like a cartoon, like to give teachers guns. It's like we're living in a cartoon, if that's the case. But I don't, I don't, I don't trust the human tendency to not fuck up a high stress situation. It's just natural. We're not. You know, like most cops, I'm sure, are fine people, but the ones who fuck up a lot and, like, will shoot somebody a second after 
encountering them when they pull them over. Oh, there's some heartbreaking videos. This one in particular, where it was a black guy who got pulled over, and he's telling the cop, like, sir, I just want to let you know I have a firearm, and and the cop was like, oh, okay, well, don't pull it out, and he just starts putting metal all over this black guy, and it's so hor- horrific, dude, oh my god, it's like the the encounter was less than a minute long, and he just starts putting bullets in this guy, after telling, at, like, the guy was telling the cop, I have a firearm on me, just so you know, and basically the cop, after seconds of hearing that, just, bah, 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 bah. fuck, and I know a lot of cops are trained to kind of expect, like, you never know like who you're going to pull over and who's just going to shoot you because they, they have a warrant out and they can't go to jail. So they're just going to pull a Hail Mary and just start trying to kill the cop. Like that thought tends to linger in police officers. And, you know, it makes sense for someone, you know, for a human to freak out when you have that thought lingering in your head. And then you put yourself in a situation like, oh, pull this guy over. I hope he doesn't shoot me in the face. Most likely not. He won't. But if you have that thought in your head, there's going to be paranoia. And once (laughs) once you put that thought in your head, it's, it's hard to trust your instinct. And that's why I think most cops should learn jujitsu. I think that would help a lot. And diminish greatly uh these unjustified killings but uh yeah i think a lot of these cops who kill these people i don't who and particularly black people i don't know if they're necessarily it's because of racial motives i think they're just incompetent i think that's a bigger issue than uh racism I think it's just pure incompetency, and that's something that is kind of overlooked, the fact that, I don't know, I don't think this is a political statement either, I, this, is, this is a statement towards humankind, we are highly incompetent people, I remember being a kid, and seeing police officers, and teachers, and just people who worked at places, I remember thinking of thinking of them as these perfect beings, you know, like, oh, he's this thing, so obviously he knows exactly what he's doing, but as I got older, I started realizing none of us know what the fuck we're doing, <laughs> even top professionals fuck up, it's amazing, humans, like, we are highly incomplete, like, we are still on the path on of evolution, and we have a long ways to go. I don't think we'll ever get there either. I think I think we'll be perfect once we start becoming bionic. Once we start putting uh, downloaded memories in our head, you know, we start combining ourselves with robotic behavior. I think that's the only way. Uh, yeah, we are very fucked up creatures. And I don't think 
we're as intelligent as we tell ourselves either comparing ourselves to other animals too because because the way we behave as a species seems to be killing us you know we overindulge in everything at least in the western world and america and the united states we tend to overindulge as a lot of suicide and depression and uh the way we live is harming the environment, which ultimately will, I don't know how long it'll be, but it, as the bees die, as the flowers dissipate, as we scrape off more land, and we're just slowly killing ourselves. And I don't think that's evidence of successful evolution. It's like we're too smart for our own good. Like we're hyper evolved to a point where it's actually counterproductive. And we base the intelligence of other animals off of the tests that we make. You know, we don't make intelligence tests for things we can't do that other animals can do. We can't breathe underwater like fish can we can't fly in the air like birds can but we can make a building we can make highways and we count that as higher iq you know we can make a gun but you know some animals have their own version of a gun where it's biological in them where they can shoot thorns at you like a porcupine but we have to make it our own uh so yeah, we're we're hyper arrogant and slowly killing ourselves. So also when you think about it, birds have been around for billions of they've been around since the dinosaur times. Humans, we've been around for maybe two hundred thousand years. So we did I say billions? I'm sorry. Birds have not been around for billions of years because no no creature's been around for billions of years. A hundred million or when was the Jurassic era? I don't know. But the point is, humans have not been here that long. We have, it's less than a blink of an eye how long we've been here on an evolutionary scale. So us calling ourselves intelligent and successful is premature. We still have a ways to go. And... <laughs> It's very possible we won't even exist in the next hundred years. It's, well, let's find out. I'm hoping humans will just slowly turn into robots. And we can, I hope we can like leave Earth. That'd be cool. I think I'm getting too drunk. I'm starting to slur my words. How long have I been... 40 minutes. Wow. Let's try. Maybe we can get an hour or stop right here. I'm slowly running out of things to say, so we'll see. But yeah, we're, we're not, we're not special. I guess, no, I should give us a little credit. We were a little special. I don't think we were supposed to evolve this far though. Consciousness that's a very special trait in a mammal or in any species. 
far as we know, we're the only conscious creatures. We're we're aware of our own existence and our own mortality. And I think that's where religion comes in. I think we're evolved to think religiously. Because when you're a creature that is aware of its own death, you are going to make up stories to comfort yourself and knowing that you're going to die. You know, it's 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 a way to trick ourselves into thinking we're going to live forever. Like if if every animal knew it was going to die at some point, it would start making up stories to comfort itself. Because that is the most universal instinct in all species is to not die. When you like, you can see a fish. A lot of vegetarians argue that it's okay to eat fish because they don't have a nervous system or something. But that's it. Like, if you catch a fish, it will try to get away from you. <laughs> it 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 doesn't want to die. So. The fact that humans are aware that we are going to die. As far as we know, we're the only ones that know that. But having that awareness, we start making up stories. We start telling ourselves, oh, actually, when we die, we don't actually die. We go to another place where we will continue to live in paradise or whatever. But also don't be bad or else you'll still live, but you'll be in a very bad place. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's that's what separates humans from other animals. That's what makes us the rulers of the world because our awareness of death has equipped us with the ability to tell each other stories. And when you tell each other stories, you can convince large amounts of people to believe in uh, the same thing. You can't, so Yuval Noah Harari makes this argument. Like, so you have bees and you have ants. And they live in large colonies. You know, you can have a million ants in one colony. And they are very successful. They can cooperate in huge numbers. The the only thing that ants can't do, and bees, is they, they don't know how to improvise. They can't... They have a very rigid system from the time they're born. They they have a thing to do. They're on a mission from day one. And if you fuck up that mission, there's chaos. But it's it's a rigid society. So that's the difference between ants and humans. Uh, okay, let me go further. You have chimps. Chimps don't live in large colonies. You know, you can probably fit a couple dozen into one place and that's fine uh they can improvise very well chimps can work together and cooperate very well but in very small numbers if you get over 100 chimps in one room you're going to see chaos it's going to be terrible but if you can keep it to a minimum chimps can more or less work together so the thing with humans is that we can do both. We can cooperate. We can improvise in large numbers. 
we can improvise in the billions of numbers. If you put so if you put ten chimps versus ten humans, the chimps are gonna win no chance for the humans. If you put a hundred chimps versus a hundred humans, most likely the humans are gonna win. As the number grows, the humans chance of winning also grows. Because we can cooperate in large numbers as well as improvise together. And the reason we can do that is we can tell each other stories. We know how to create fictions. You can't, com so as Yuval says, you can't convince a monkey to give you his banana by promising him limitless bananas in monkey heaven. It's just not going to happen. You could, you could probably do that with a human, though. Oh, shit. Like... So animals can communicate with each other pretty well. They they all have their own language of communicating where a deer can possibly tell another deer, hey, watch out when you go down by the river. I saw a tiger. Be careful. Or monkeys, like chimps, they've been recorded to deceive each other. They make certain noises that basically tell other chimps, hey, watch out, a tiger. And... uh one chimp learned this, and uh, there wasn't a tiger, but the chimp told other chimps there was a tiger, so they fled. So this chimp could go and pick some berries or something, or take what another chimp had that it dropped. So other animals can deceive each other, but we can't make up stories. You can lie, but you can't say... How do I put this? So, like, the tiger, not the tiger, the chimp can tell you, hey, there's a tiger over there, watch out. But the chimp can't tell another chimp that, hey, the tiger over there is our guardian angel, and if we pray to it, it'll bring rain and make banana trees grow. The chimp cannot fathom to create a lie like that. Humans can. We can completely make up total bullshit. But just because it's bullshit doesn't mean it's it's bad. That's that's something to distinguish. Like it doesn't necessarily make it evil because we make up stories. That's how we're so successful as a society, because ex specifically because we tell each other stories. Like that's why we all have jobs. That's why we all work for corporations. That's why we all use money, because we know how to. Believe in stories. That's all All of that is. Religions, corporations, money. It's fiction. It's, it's intersubjective. It's a reality that only exists because we all say it exists. That is the only reason. And that's why humans rule over chimps and rule over tigers. Even though we are, we are physically... We are very inferior to most mammals. Most mammals are highly athletic and powerful and could mule kick you right in the face and murder you. But we can tell stories. We can gather in large numbers and pound on animals very easily. So that's what makes humans special, is our ability to tell stories. And I'll... I think it all derives from our fear of death. I think it all comes from that. It is quite interesting. But, yeah.
I went on a rant. I'm now I'm exhausted. At least I had something to talk about. I was scared I wouldn't. But yeah, if you ever wanna uh get intrigued, really read Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. He makes some very compelling arguments. He he talks so like the book Sapiens is the subtitle is a history a brief history of humankind. But he he looks at humans from an anthropological standpoint, like the way we would observe a cow or a macaque, like he's observing people that way, like, oh, here's a human convincing another human to give him his banana because he promised him limitless bananas in monkey heaven. Like, oh, wow, that's a very conniving creature. But yeah, it is quite interesting. I love that guy. He has three books. I read them all twice. Okay, I think I've officially run out of things to talk about. Let me finish this race, and then I'll put it to a closing. I'm on the third lap, so it's almost over. Uh, What else before we go? Well, this is probably my longest podcast I've done, I think, overall. I think before... This, it might have been 40 minutes. I don't think I've ever gone over an hour with with any of these. But I don't think this is an hour yet. I'm pretty sure it's 50 minutes or so. I haven't checked yet. But, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to... I'm getting kind of tired. <laughs> I thought I was going to get drunk tonight, but maybe. We'll see. Once I hang up, we'll see. So, I finished that. 50 minutes. Okay, that's cool. All right. This is a good one. Later, guys. Merry Christmas.